is going on, Roto Grinders? Dean here at Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical on me, it is 501 on the East Coast, 201 on the West Coast, 401 Tennessee Times, of course, with this time for the flagship show here at Roto Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Joining me today, we got a live sweat. It's uh, Bobby Five. I think, Bobby, I feel like this is our first time talking baseball this year. Is this correct? We talked a little bit of it with some basketball, but for some reason, man, and, and baseball, you know, I love this time of year, so I'm ready for baseball. I'm happy to be doing a show with you and my man Pepsi over there. I haven't seen him in a while, so this should be a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. If you're slightly not paying attention, it's because you're, you're, uh, you got a bit of a, a bit of a sweat going on in the early slate. You got some Dodgers. I believe your pick got the hook, unfortunately, because yeah, Dave Roberts is those manager, but he was awesome there for you. Uh, yeah, tell the people what to root for. Yeah, I guess that. Uh, Pollock to come back up, which should ha- should happen. You got uh, basically one gap between him, one one guy that can't make it out, and I need Pollock or Muncie uh, to to give me a chance at first there, and also not 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 too much more from this Chicago White Sox game. So we'll see how it turns out. It's always fun to have a little day sweat when you got the uh, the shows going for the evening slate, which I've been mostly spending my time on. You'll take the W there from uh, Walker Bueller as well. You want the Reds to be quiet also. Yep. Um, yeah, so, all right, we do want to say, oh, let's bring Pepsi in. I guess we'll acknowledge Pepsi's existence. Pepsi, what's going on, dude? Glad to be here with Bobby. You, not so much, Dean, but I guess you <laughs> host all these shows now, so it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, I miss Bobby, and I'm looking forward to the show as well. It is what it is. <laughs> I wasn't subtle at all. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, we always talk about uh, at the hop, obviously, the most important thing, you know, the keys to the slate, the, the big screenshot, and Right now, it's out of our hands. Like, there's two games that, that we have weather issues, and it's you know hard to say what's going down weather-wise. Uh, Roth just updated as of four o'clock central, which of course that's just like the intro. It's uh, that's Tennessee time, five o'clock East Coast time. So that's just a minute ago, basically. He updated the weather the weather forecast. Uh, that's you know two o'clock on the West Coast as well. Uh, it's currently orange yellow in Minnesota. Uh, it still looks very likely to be a late start, but I'm feeling pretty good about the chance that I'm playing after a late start with no delay coming afterwards. Uh, pretty much again, not, I'm not no weatherman. Uh, stay tuned for Roth for, for, for premium, you know, premium members. You get the crunch time, you get Roth live. I'll tell you what's going down, you know, minute by minute, basically. Uh, it seems like they just want to wait it out. If they want to be patient, they can get that game in. Uh, the tricky one, of course, here is the game in Texas, which is the chalky game as well, too, because it always works out that way. Uh, Angels at Texas, yellow, orange. So, uh, this I'll just go ahead and read this. I can drop the link in chat too for you guys. This is the Rotor Runners chat. And, you know, maybe D-Train, our fabulous producer, maybe he'll drop it in the YouTube chat as well, too, if you guys are watching us on YouTube. Feel free to like and subscribe if you guys are asking questions. We'll do our best to compile them throughout the show and throw them at the end of the segment, at the end of the show, where we turn the show over to the chat. Uh, in Texas, all-day high-res models have been in favor of this game playing, and all-day I've been skeptical. This is Roth speaking. This is not me. Again, I'm no, I'm no weatherman. Uh, I've been skeptical mostly due to the severity of randomness and the storms that will move in later. I'm starting to think I should have more faith. Models are still in agreement that storms will hold off here until late in the game and after the game. Note that we are still talking about a violent storms here, but I think the timing has, well, I, yeah, I understand. I, I'm not enjoying reading this either, but this is very important. I assume that's Pepsi snoring. Oh, sorry. I just, I just drifted off my bad. Sorry about that. <laughs> Pepsi, this is the most important. I mean, if this game doesn't play, you know, it really changes the dynamic of the slate. So, okay, what, there's potential weather in Texas, potential weather in Minnesota. You know, uh, act as if, stay tuned, and listen to Raw. Are, are you okay, Pepsi? I'm doing good. Now that I had that little nap, I feel I feel wide awake and ready to go here. 
How long were you sleeping for out of curiosity? Probably as long as you were talking, I'm going to guess. <laughs> so, Bobby, I mean, I, I want to, like, what do you do? We're just kind of in a holding pattern, right? Yeah, I mean, we got, we got to, we got to get a better, better information than that. Otherwise, you just are playing, you know, what your guesses are. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel great right now to be in this spot, but for tournaments, which you know I like on a smaller slate, I'm more than happy to gamble with it anyway. So that's where I'm at uh, until we find out more information. Yeah, so and basically the strategy is, as of right now, at least in my head, it's like you don't play one-offs those games. You know, you're they're all in, you're all out. Is that, is that kind of a reasonable take? Yeah, I just think that's just really silly to play. Unless you're playing like, you know, maybe maybe two on one side and one guy on the other. I don't mind that so much if it's if we think it's, you know, probably going to get in but if it gets really questionable i would probably just stick to stacker or nothing did want to mention we're still doing the the sharp side app contest it's like basically uh we're it's free money if you guys the sharp side app of course is free as well too uh user they're, they're running a streak basically you want to run the longest streak possible and once we get the designated spot we're paying out uh, it's Fandle cash uh april 22nd the user with the longest streak at the end of april 22nd will win 500 and then there's one more time uh, all the way up to May 2nd, so it'll wipe the slate clean. Uh, then the user with the longest streak at the end of May 2nd wins $1,000 in FanDuel cash. And we're supposed to give away a lock of the day, so I don't know. I don't want to put you in the spot, Pepsi, just yet. Maybe you want to, you know, throw it in the show later. But, uh, you know, unless you have a lock in hand right now, or, or you want to you take a second to think about it? A lock on the day of what? I didn't catch all that. Is that a hit they're looking for? Were you sleeping again? <laughs> no, I'm trying to listen to you, but for some reason, you're a little echoey there. I don't know what's going on with my earpiece and your echoism. Echoism, is that a thing? Echoism? I don't think so. Pretty sure that's not uh, a word. We're going to go with echoism, but uh, is it um, the short side thing? Is that a, a hit per day? Is that what that is? Well, no, you, you, can, you can make, you know, the sharp side app, there's a bunch of wagers you can make on there. And there's also player props, too. So you can, like, you could wager. Uh, like you could say today, my lock of the day is that Daniel Descalso is not going to homer, which is certainly right. like, I'll, the, go, that's, I'll, I'll go a little more on the on board here and say that Gallo does homer. My lock of the day is Gallo homers. All right. Well, well, I mean, we have the, 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 the dongs later on the show, but there you go. The little, little dong tease for the people out there. You got two more on layaway, unless you want to you know, give a fourth to the people. I suppose that might go down as well. Uh, Bobby, do you have a lock of the day as of right now? Uh, I mean, lock of the days in baseball are always tricky for me because yeah. such a, you know, high variance thing. And Rob, I, I Rob, honestly, Rob, give us a lock, Bobby. I gave you one. Go out on a limb here. <laughs> you, want to, you want me to go out on a limb? Okay, I'll go out on a limb and say the Giants hit between two and five home runs tonight. Wow. See, that's good. It's not that hard. I mean, obviously, we can't guarantee these things. There's right. a lot of variance in every sport, but that's our lock. Well, and also, I don't think you can wager on that, like on the Sharp Side app, and I don't think that's something you can swipe on, but that's good to know. That's a good hot take uh, because I think, I guess you think Kellogg's is pretty terrible. Is that the it's assumption important there, Bobby? To what, it's important to what we're doing. The, price, the prices are nice. It's a stack that I like. It, everything works out in so many ways for this um, huge stadium upgrade, obviously, for these guys. They're too cheap and uh, they're too talented for where they're priced. So I love a, a three, four man stack here. I just think there's going to be a couple bombs tonight. And, uh, and I don't think people are going to be on the Giants nearly as much as they should be. Bobby, is, is Pepsi particularly fired up and antagonistic today? Is that just me? Am I getting that vibe or is that, is that everybody? I no offense. To... This is not my personal take with you, Dean, but I, I do think that you seem to, to draw that out in people. Dean brings out the worst in people. I love it. Always <laughs> the best in people. Maybe the most entertaining. Well, wait a second. If it's not your personal take, where would you get that take from? It just comes out of nowhere. You heard I, I mean, I just didn't think it's through the years of, of watching you and doing shows with you that I sort of I sort of gathered it. But I guess that I do it too with you. I mean, look, 
it's all in good fun. Obviously, you bring out the best in us as well. Um, I'm just messing around with you. I, I'm fine. I'm, I, I'm just playing along. Uh, Bobby, uh, on that note, well, let's let's talk about the the pitchers as far as the slate. Uh, actually, well, it's funny because you know we have our guys, our keys to the slate, and uh, oh, it is also worth noting again, depending on where you're playing. You know, some places you, you, they, they have the, the Yankee game. Uh, some places don't. I think Fanduel has the Yankee game. They also have the Pittsburgh game on on DraftKings. It, the, the slate starts at seven o'clock uh, as well on on Fantasy Draft. They fix those games as well too. Uh, I I kind of wanted to get a Carrasco take. But obviously, he's not on our slate for take, per se. Um, Bobby, do you have a take as far as Carrasco? Because I don't know what to do with this guy on the slate where he is available. I'm only playing three lineups on FanDuel. He is starting in one of those lineups. I feel very nervous about it. <laughs> or, I mean, I don't. if it was a bigger investment that I had in him today overall, which I don't because I'm mostly playing on DK, Fantasy Draft, and that, et cetera. But I, I think that it would be different. But I, I mostly – would want to avoid him, but I love having like taking a chance on it. Like we could see that massive game out of nowhere here. And uh, you know, it's pretty easy to do whatever you want pricing wise on FanDuel anyway. So only one guy I'm paying down for on FanDuel and he's also in the early game, but it's also a speculative play, which is a Evaldi, which I know feels horrible. I like the Yankee stack and as well, but um, Evaldi, I, I could see him sort of coming out of nowhere with a, with a nice start against the lineup that has a lot of K's in it. So that's all I'd say about that early slate. Misspoke there for a second. The only, the only site that does not include that game, I believe, is DK. Uh, oh. Fantasy Draft and Fandle, they both have uh, they have the you know the Red Sox, Yankees, the Indians, Mariners as well. So Pepsi, I'm not sure if you're prepared to talk about Carrasco, but the you know he's been you know the the velocity has been down. Obviously, he's not necessarily as overpowering pitcher, anyways. But he's just you know I guess you can say across the board universally, a lot of these studs, a lot of these pitchers have been uh, uneven. Uh, what, what are we doing with uh, Carrasco today? Yeah, it's a tough one here. I mean, his, his velocity has actually been inconsistent, not always down. It's been kind of hit and miss game to game here. Um, he's a pitcher that I love in general. He doesn't look like he's in, uh, you know, he's in, in, in um, game shape, I guess, so to speak. You know, he's not uh, not quite there yet. And this is an opportunity for us to kind of buy low. There's not a whole lot of opportunity cost a pitcher today. You know, I mean, he has the chance to to really blow up on the mound tonight. There's no other really ace, so-called ace, that has his potential. So, I like the matchup. I'm making six lineups, I believe, on DK and Fandle each, or in um, Fantasy Draft, sorry, in Fandle each here. So I'm going to get exposure to Carrasco just because, again, you're going to have Hamill's probably pretty chalky there. And other than that, I'm not really, you know, too happy with pitching tonight. So I'm going to get some exposure and hope this is the game where he puts it all together. Because his numbers are pretty good still. I watched him pitch a few times. He looked fine. He just looked like he had a lot of bad luck. And uh, unlike Ivaldi, who's just looked terrible. But I see where Bobby's going with that. At some point, you figure Ivaldi's going to be a big game as well. There are a lot of strikeouts in that game, too. And it's an interesting play at that price point. One I'm not going to make tonight. But in GPPs, I won't talk yet of it. But, yeah, I actually feel like if I end up doing my six lineups on both sites, that I may get cross going to two or three of those six lineups tonight. I kind of put you on the spot there because another guy you wanted to talk about was uh, you kind of mentioned him there in passing. Uh, is Cole Hamels, which seems like a lot safer landing, safer play. I know safe is a relative word these days, especially when it comes to pitchers and baseball and the variants and all that, yada, yada, yada. But uh, he gets to take on the Marlins, who are completely futured, obviously. Um, you know, and I mean, you know, I'm not sure if you saw our lineup today. Galloway is leading off for the Marlins, a 29-year-old nobody. Uh, you know, there is Prado in there. It doesn't strike out. He's kind of a pest, obviously. Rojas is another guy that's K a ton, but Collectively, it's just uh, you know not a ton of sticks here that are, we're afraid of, if any, and not, not a lot of power either. Uh, Cole Hamels, I guess he's the guy that you think is the safest play, I assume? 
Yeah, he is the safest play, and maybe not the top play for GPPs because of that. He's going to be chalky, and, and again, the strikeouts are not something he's ramping up right now. Plus, as you mentioned, Miami not a team that K's a ton. But uh, would we be shocked to see him do what Jose Quintana did yesterday? Seven shutout innings, seven Ks? You know, not really. I mean, Miami's just an awful offense. They're not patient. Don't draw a lot of walks. Yeah, they don't strike out a ton, but still you can have that strikeout per game upside there with him. And uh, Hamilton's pitching well. This control is much better this year. Strikeout rate is solid. You know, uh, he's your playing cast games just because you can't risk, I don't think, in the early slate games anyway, rolling out a Carrasco, for example. So I think that Camels is the top guy in DK for sure. And uh, Fandle and uh, Fantasy Draft as well for cash. Camels is your guy. He's definitely your safest option. If you're only playing two lineups and you're more worried about the offense, I'm perfectly fine just going Hamels and let your offense do the trick. And, and Hamels unlikely to beat you, whereas Carrasco's kind of hit and miss these days. Little long in the tooth, you know, back end of his career, 23% K rate's not premium, but it's still better than average, what it's worth. Uh, what, what's your thoughts there, Bobby, as far as Cole Hamels? And of course, there was a pitcher you wanted to talk about and uh, kind of bleed into him. Um, was there a pitcher? Because um, there aren't that many pitchers to love here. Kevin Gaussman? Yeah, yeah that was original. Uh, looking at the umpire stuff and everything, I still like him. I think that's what you do is you're going to end up playing Hamels and Gaussman um, probably in my bigger lineups. Look, that's going to be chalky. I think that, I mean, with the ownership starting to pop up on Hamels, uh, I'm not, this is not me getting after Jamino or anybody because they're going to they do an amazing job, but I'm going <laughs> to Hamels is going to be like in the higher buy-in tournament somewhere in the 65 to 75 range. I just think that he's going to be so high owned and it, it's a great spot. It's a perfect umpire for him. I just don't think that the, I mean, the strikeout upside isn't crazy high. It's just, really hard to find anyone else except for really Gaussman that I feel like has that kind of upside. Cause other than that, like I'm looking at, I'm looking at Lance Lynn. Um, oh boy. I know I'm interested in stacking the giants and they're one of my favorites, but I don't mind. I mean, you might have to play Jeremy Hellickson. I mean, Lance Lynn, I, you don't love Bohr being back in the lineup, but it's still five righties in that lineup. Um, one of them's trout. So could cross it out, but like really the lefties are there's only two decent lefties. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's not exciting. I, it, you know, with the umpire and every, all things being considered, you might actually want to look to Alcantara. Uh, we've seen the Cubs struggle for significant periods of time. It's a tricky spot of, it, once you get away from Gaussman and, uh, and Hamels to me. And, of course, I'm, a, I'm saying this because I'm assuming that Odorizzi's, the Odorizzi weathers, once we know more, I can, I can talk more about that. But right now I have him lower on my list, but it's mostly because I, I didn't know that for sure that game was going to play um, when I first made all my, my original lineup. So, he would be the other guy you go to, but mostly it's Hamels and Gaussman for me, even though they're going to be pretty chalky. Yeah, and if you look at the splits as far as Lynn, you, you fire up the old plate IQ, and, you know, K percentage against lefties, 16.6% versus, versus righties, 28.3%, right? Uh, the, the ISO is uh, similar for what it's worth as far as the isolated power, but the Woba uh, certainly higher for the lefties, 367 for left-handers, 294 for right-handers. And we say, we say all that, uh, you're talking about assuming about the Odorizzi as far as weather. We also are assuming that the Texas weather is good. You're, you know, pitchers are more vulnerable than, than, than sticks when it comes to weather. So you want to make sure you get the all clear, or at least the uh, fire away and GPP alert from uh, from Roth. Uh, what if Odorizzi is is clean? What, what about they, you know, they're going to play, they're going to wait a couple hours or so. Uh, how does he vault as far as the standings for you, Bobby? Uh, I think that he's interesting. I, I actually just am trying to decide how much I want to, where I want to stand with him and Gaussman, uh, that's, it's a tough call for me. I think that I would give, 
the edge to Gaussman, and I don't think the price difference is, is so significant where I want to change it, but I think that Odorizzi would, would be similarly owned to Gaussman, just a little bit below, with Hamels being the, the more of the priority. I can differentiate with my bats. I don't really love a lot of his pitchers, so I'll take some shots, but mostly it's going to be those three, assuming the weather is good in, in those locations. Yeah, Pepsi, let's pick on, uh, let's talk about Odorizzi. Let's assume this game's going to be clean. Let's pick on your Blue Jays, and good Lord, they just called up, you know, young prospect, nerd power, Eric Sogard. It's like, <laughs> 34 years old. How bad is Guriel doing? That they, you know, he's obviously in theory part of their future, and they sent him down, and he was, you know, just struggling. And they bring up Eric Sogard, just some vet for. And here, you can go ahead and bat first, have a good time, have at it. Freddie Galvis bat in second. This lineup is terrible. You make fun of Luke Miley before the show as well, too. Uh, assuming this game is clean, assuming we, we get the, you know, the all clear as far as weather. Like Oda Rizzi makes a ton of sense as far as an SP two, does he not? Yeah, he's got the upside you're looking for in terms of uh, the rest of these guys here. I mean, Lance Lens not a bad idea, uh, you know, as well. But Oda Rizzi's got better striker potential, especially with the lineup you're considering. You look at batters one, two, seven, eight, nine, they're terrible in the middle with Gritchuk, Smoke, and Hernandez. Yeah, there's some power there. They all okay a ton. So it's a great matchup. It sounds like, according to my peeps in Minnesota, they really want to play this game. So you're looking at a delay early, and maybe it just plays at like 11 o'clock at night. So just know going in, if you're roster going to Rizzi, that game will be delayed for a while. But they're saying they really want to get it in, and they're likely going to wait it out, even if it's a 10, 11 o'clock start there. So that's what I'm hearing. And also, you got peeps in Minnesota? I got peeps everywhere, my friend. Peeps no, you, everywhere. I, I do not believe that. Yeah, that's a true story. So you're talking about the Easter, the candy, or you're talking about people? I'm talking about people. Yeah, but the chat, by the way, this is great. The chat's talking about how Odorizzi stinks, just like how Kyle Gibson stinks. And it's like, you know, it, I, we got people tweeting at us yesterday about how Kyle Gibson is terrible. It's funny, they, they, we did a sixth inning to tell us when he was terrible. He was fine the first five. That terrible. Um, not playing results or anything, obviously. But, like, okay, if, the, if, if, if Odorizzi stinks, <laughs> who doesn't stink, Bobby? Like, you've got to roster two of these guys. Yeah. yeah. I, you, you have to sort of make a – you got to lower your standards. But these are also stupid things to say. Like, Odorizzi, like, he, he, at times he's a really good pitcher. I'm not saying that he always is. He's, I sort of put him in Eovaldi in, in a similar category. Like, these guys were really good pitchers. They had injuries that sort of affected them. Um, Odorizzi can be as good as, as most pitchers on a given day. So I, I like Odorizzi a lot just because there's hardly any arms you can really trust. I mean, are we going to play Trenton Thornton? It, the lineup is a little watered down for Minnesota, but it still tough, looks tough. I just, I mean, who else are you going to play? Pepsi, who else are you going to play? Well, that's why we're talking about Arizzi. I mean, we talked a little bit with Lance Lynn, and, and Bobby made some great points there. You have five righties in there. He dominates righties at an almost 29% strikeout clip. Uh, the lefties, I mean, you know, Calhoun and Bohr are, are, are decent batters, but they're not elite by any means here. So, I mean, you know, I, I don't mind Lance Lynn as well. I give the edge to Rizzi, assuming that game's going to play, just because the Jays laps off on full of strikeouts. And Oda Rizzi has the potential to have those big games. So, for me, it's Oda Rizzi. It's Lynn, number two. Um, am I excited about that? No, but like you said, we got to play two of them. So if you say all these guys suck, well, we're playing pitches that suck tonight. But I also don't mind Jeremy Hellickson. I mean, oh boy, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Hellickson. He's like an average pitcher at best, but the Giants are terrible. So if you're worried about landing that ballpark, if you're worried about Odorizzi getting postponed, Hellickson's probably going to throw a quality start because the Giants are that bad. Can he go six, strike out four, give up three runs or less? He can. And he'd be my third option in terms of safety tonight. I'm not sure if you caught the beginning of the show, but Bobby's lock was that the Giants were going to hit 
two to five homers. I presume yeah, several I mean, of those are all, all off Hellboy. So uh, yeah. Bobby disagrees with you. I'm going to, well, well, Bobby, tell him you disagree. He's wrong. Though. I, I, well, I mean, I actually agree that Helixson's in play because in case they only okay. hit two solo home runs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there's one thing we should know by now, like we don't really care that much about our pitchers giving up some runs. Um, and it's not like he has a huge K upside or anything in this match. It's just there's there's so few guys to choose from. The other guy, like I would pick like right with Helixson, and this feels bad too, is Wade Miley. Like it's yeah. just, it's a yeah. scary lineup, but like he's – He's probably a better pitcher than we all give him credit for. I also think the A's are going to hit a bomb or two at least. Um, but, like, he's the other guy. I mean, he pitched well against them last time. He can get through six strong, give up a couple runs, and maybe have six Ks. That would be great on this slate. So I think that Miley is the other one. It's, it just doesn't feel good with any of them. Yeah, I would say on fantasy draft and on uh, – uh, well, fan only one pitcher, obviously. But, fan, like, Williams, Trevor Williams is not, a like, a sexy DFS pitcher by any means. Uh, doesn't strike out anybody, but he's – He's a survivor. He, he beats Sierra. He destroyed it last year. Uh, he got really lucky as far as Babbitt. He got really lucky as far as home of the five all rate. And I know he's jumping to the AL because the Detroit lineup is not particularly scary. Uh, if you're just looking to survive, I think Williams, Bobby, like Williams probably goes out there and goes six-ish, and then he gives up two to three runs and strikes out four guys. And I think he survives. Yeah. Um, okay. Hold on. I, I have no interest at that price. I think I would have uh, like more interest in Turnbull. I don't really have interest in either of them. I actually like the like on those other sites. I I have a pirate or or tiger in most of my lineups. I know the weather is not like perfect hitting conditions or anything, but they're so cheap on FanDuel. Um, I just found them sort of fitting in. And guys like Castellanos are going to come around. So when you get him like get started to get close to minimum price, you just play those guys. Um, I think that's how you treat the guys in this game. I think Josh Harrison's too cheap. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I think Josh Harrison's so cheap. Um, just I, that's sort of where I'm siding with it. Well, they're talking about the guy that's going to relieve uh, in Tampa, and like Tampa's been a little uh, secretive as far as who they're bringing in. Uh, it's going to be most likely either Chirinos or ah, who's the other guy? I, I'm forgetting the other name, but they're also but they're priced up anyway. So Ryan Stanek. Yeah, no, no, he's he's going to. I think he's the opener. Uh, Chirinos or uh, I'm losing the name. Uh, De- Devin, say that name again. Yeah, I think it's either Trinos or Garbro. I mean, it's one of those two. Uh, the, the tricky part, of course, Bobby, is I'm not sure if you checked out their prices, but like it doesn't seem to justify the risk versus the reward because they're they're kind of expensive, and you're basically hoping for, what, three to four innings? Clean? Yep. yep. Are, are you considering them or no? Nope. Yeah, I mean, if they were priced down, yeah, for sure. This is the slate to do it, but... I have a hard time justifying it here. Uh, yeah. And then, oh, this is what happened. The chat mentions the, one of the pitchers stinks, and now all of a sudden we start talking about all the pitchers. They're all terrible. We're, I'm <laughs> talking about Trevor Williams. What am I doing over here? Um, I mean, to be fair, the guy had a three ERA last year. I know we don't talk about ERA, but the guy had a 3.05 ERA last year and this year combined, but a Sierra of 4.7, a 258 Babbitt, which is amazing. I don't know how – uh, repeatable that is at an 8.1% home on the fly ball rate. Uh, okay, so your, your final thoughts as far as pitching Pepsi? I don't hate the idea of Trevor Williams on uh, FanDuel or Fantasy Draft. Be awesome, um, to be honest with you. I mean, he's got great control. It gets an uptake in, in case with that Detroit lineup. So as an SB2 and Fantasy Draft, I'm fine with it. But, um, you know, on, on DK, I'm looking at Odorizzi first. Again, again, that's a, you know, it's a tough decision with the weather there. But Odorizzi, Lance Lynn, and then Hellickson would be my options for my uh, – SB2. And on FanDuel, on a one-pitcher site like that, I mean, 
really, I don't want to mess around tonight. There's nothing we love down here. So it's Carrasco and it's Hamels. It's Hamels and Cash because he's safer. It's a bit of both in GPPs. Carrasco certainly has more upside, but uh, if you want your offense to do all the work, I don't mind Hamels, a chalky Hamels even as a GPP option. Yeah, Bobby, feel free to give a thought as far as pitching if you want, but I want to bleed into hitting here. And uh, well, you, Oh, go ahead. I think it's really – like the more I look at it, the harder I'm having a hard idea with uh, fading Hamels, and I don't like that. I don't feel good about that. So I'm going to try and take it some other chances. And there's one guy we didn't mention. And I just want to point out, like, before I get laughed off the air, that <laughs> I won a lot of people some a tournament. Yes, it was against the Blue Jays. Um, has had literally the worst possible matchups in Boston, in New York, and at home to New York. He gets a great stadium upgrade and a lineup that can strike out a lot. Now, this Rays team is one of my favorite stacks, but I don't mind taking a shot on Hess. He may not be as bad as we think he is. Like, those are terrible matchups that we've seen him in. I do like the idea of if they get to him, you know, you're picking on a bad bullpen too. Like, they can really go off here. But I'm just throwing him out there because there's such limited opportunities on this slate. Like, to not take a chance on a completely unowned guy like this, like, I'll have 10% of them. Um, in at least my, you know, long shot tournaments, just because I want to take a different stance. And we honestly have so much speculation on all these other guys. Why not just totally uh, line up, differentiate and play Hess and, you know, hope you can get through five strong, which he's actually pitched into the fifth and sixth in all of his games, including those tough matchups. So just hope for the best and hope for the Ks are on your ups. You, you get the K upside. Bobby, you said Hellboy is vulnerable to the home run today. Uh, you said between two to five bold prediction, obviously. Uh, I suspect uh, your favorite hitter, right? you know, the most likely candidate, it's got to be Brandon Belt. He's most likely to do it twice because who else is going to homework for the San Francisco team? They are, they are uh, without power is an understatement for sure. Uh, is that your favorite play as far as dollar for dollar on the slate? I think the best play uh, is right. He's right there with it. But like, you could make a, you could make an argument for Duggar. Like the kid's been coming around, hit a bomb yesterday. Like has looked a lot better at the plate. I, I don't mind taking a shot on him. He's going to be low owned and he's 3,400 on, on DK and fantasy draft, basically the same equivalent. Um, I, I don't mind all these guys, but belt is the, is definitely my favorite one. I do like Brandon Crawford a ton too at a weak shortstop position at three at this price uh, and his price on FanDuel as well. I, I'm going to have a lot of Brandon Crawford. He actually, his pitch type profile kind of matches up with Helixson too as well, which is interesting. So I, I like him and he and belt quite a bit. Question, what do you do with all the savings? Uh, you're firing out Duggar, who's cheap. You're firing out Crawford, who's cheap. Uh, Belt's even cheap, too. Uh, where do you spend up? Where you're just saying, screw it, I'm going to like leave 2K at the table. I think you could just do that, play play these stacks that people aren't going to play as much of, and then then you can play your Gallo and Trout in that same lineup with them, and it's totally fine, because these aren't going to be chalk. Um, so I, those are the guys I would look to in terms of like just one-off power, um, best plays, and then you could also pay for Houston. Like Houston's not even that expensive either, by the way. Um, and I like I like Houston as a as more of a mini stack, but I don't mind a full stack there either. And then then you got the expensive Braves against Godley. I would uh, I would side with Freeman and Albies above the rest of them, but I, I'm okay with any of them. So that's sort of the guys I would I would spend up on probably. So I asked the chat. We have the premium peak coming up shortly. As far as we take you a little screen share, I said, what should we screen share today? And I've got about four or five answers. Not one of them realistic. <laughs> I really should have known that I was going to get that from the chat, and I appreciate that. But the, I was hoping for a real answer. Uh, if you guys want to actually offer a real legitimate answer, feel free. Otherwise, we'll just kind of think of something here on the fly. Uh, Pepsi, your, uh, your favorite hitter, one of your favorite hitters, one you wanted to talk about today, was just mentioned there casually by Bobby. So uh, continue on with one Joey Gallo. 
Yeah, Joey Gallo's a man. I mean, it's not a hot take, absolutely not, but it still makes it right. I mean, this guy's a beast versus right-handed pitching, especially guys that can make contact off of, which is obviously Matt Harvey. He's followed up by a uh, maybe average bullpen, a bunch of righties. They're all righties in there, so the split's in his favor all game long. I just love Gallo's spot. I think he homers again tonight, maybe even multiple times. I wouldn't be surprised. So even if I'm stacking elsewhere, I really want to get Gallo's upside in, in as many laps as I can in front of GPPs and not a guy that I want to miss out on cash either. Price is starting to rise up there pretty good, but uh, I mean, you could argue that's just as good of a spend as Trout is tonight because he's got the better matchup. Yeah, uh, and of course, it's also worth noting we mentioned this earlier in the season as far as the Angels. To my knowledge, to my recollection, they've not changed their bullpen. It's still just a pile of righties in that pen. So that, that, that's a positive bump for Joey Gallo, positive bump for you know, Shinsu Chiu. They're going to have the platoon the entire game. Uh, let's jump around. Let's do the oppositional position around the horn. Bobby, catcher, it's yours. Who's your favorite catcher today? Uh, frustrated. Um, <laughs> my favorite – sorry, I, I got a little distracted there. I love Posey. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. If it was any other thir- third, like, catcher that people don't love to just hate on because he's been so great in real life and not as great for fantasy throughout his – you know, especially his recent career, uh, he's 3,300 batting third for an offense that I like. That's good enough for me. And on top of like, I actually like other catchers. I mean, there's last night would have been a great multi-catcher night on, on uh, fantasy draft. Uh, I like Alfaro. If you're not where you're not playing uh, Hamels and you don't you can even play him in the same lineup. It's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, Brian McCann is another guy that I don't mind. I don't think people are going to necessarily want to play that, but the, the real power one, the, the guy you go for, even though he's against, against my boy Hess, uh, Mike Zanino is going to start hitting home runs at some point. And I think tonight seems like a good spot. Yeah, Zanino just screams tournament play. He's all or nothing. And that's kind of what you want from your catcher. And, you know, uh, take it up with Big T as far as Buster Posey. But, I, you know, he, he's not the same. Like, this is not the same Buster Posey, you know, that your friend of like three years ago, Greg, would know. He, they wouldn't recognize this guy. He's definitely falling off. But I do agree uh, for the price, just for the punt. Uh, for that reason, it'll probably be, uh, I think it'll be fairly heavily owned. Uh, so, but if you're stacking the Giants anyway, like nobody's doing that outside of Bobby. <laughs> so, which makes sense. I get it. Uh, on this slate for sure. Uh, what do you have for your Pepsi as far as catchers? I mean, I don't want to play a catcher, but where I have to, I, I agree. It's probably Posey plus matchup. Good spot in the batting order. He's cheap enough. Uh, he mentioned Zanino as your boomer bus guy. I like that as well. You could also go with the LaCroix Felifa and that Texas LA game where we expect that runs. They're pretty cheap as well. But uh, as usual, catcher, all, all that, uh, not all that appealing really tonight outside of uh, uh, Posey, who, yeah, as we mentioned, a lot of guys like to hate on him, but he's just too cheap. Dollar for dollar, he's your best option. All right, Pepsi, first base. We got, uh, I, I imagine, a super, super chalky uh, Justin Bohr. Um, you know, the chat, it seems to be the most popular answer is they want to see ownership projections. So maybe we'll go ahead and pull that up. Uh, hopefully we'll get to, well, I'm, I'm curious because I think it's going to be a big number on board today. Again, we should, I don't want to keep repeating it, but assuming that game plays, assuming Minnesota game plays, a tricky day to do ownership. I, I, I understand uh, uh, it's going to be tricky as far as weather-wise. But again, stay tuned for crunch time. You got Roth. He'll, he'll tell you what's going down weather-wise in both Texas and Minnesota. Uh, and maybe even Pepsi will tell you what his peeps are saying. So are they texting you? Are they watching the show, your peeps in Minnesota? They're doing it all for me. <laughs> Pepsi, first base. What do you have for me? You know, first base is low to value. You mentioned Justin Bohr, but you got uh, Chi Man Chow, Choi Sori. You've got um, Brandon Belt, as, uh, as uh, Bobby alluded to. Matt Adams is there as well. I like Choi probably best outside. Bohr is probably the number one guy. We know he's chalky tonight. Best matchup, but Troy's a guy that I really like as well. And Belt and Adams give you four guys with the, you know, that have home run upside here that are all relatively cheap. I don't see a reason to pay up tonight. 
you know, I'm going to spend my money on places like Gallo and Trout, like Bobby mentioned. So uh, it's all about value. I'm going to expose all four of those guys, but I would probably rank rank them Boer, Choi, Belton, Adams if I had to uh, put them in order. Well, Bobby, I assume you're on the similar. Well, yeah, Belt, of course. You talked about how much you like him so much. Uh, away from Belt, uh, Belt, who are you on? Uh, Choi is my number one guy other than Belt, and after that, it's Freeman, then Adams. Uh, that's pretty much all, I, all I'm using. Just let me double check real quick. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I like the Freeman call a good bit just because there are a lot of stops along the way. Like Belt is in a really good spot for a reasonable price. Uh, Adams, depending on where you're shopping, he's super, super cheap on Fanduel. He's like 2K or so, basically. Essentially, still minimum. Uh, we talked about the G-Man Choi, who's cheap as well. Uh, you know, I think Boar's going to be very chalky. To some, well, okay, I'll say this: Boar will be very, very chalky on Fanduel. Uh, where he's like two seven, two nine, two eight, whatever it was. Uh, he's like four K on DK, about eight K on Fanstrap. Uh, he he'll be popular, but not nearly as popular. So I think Freeman to spend up against Godley, who's kind of a name brand to some extent, but a name brand that's uh, is just not you know in good form. We could say uh, love Freeman for tournaments. Uh, second base, keystone position, Bobby. Set the table for us. Uh, second base, easy. Um, there's a lot of good ones. <laughs> I like Albies a lot. Um, again, we're talking about. That other spot, I, I really like Brandon Lau. I just don't, you know, the price is a little higher than you probably want to pay, but that's okay. I can spend up at some spots because I'm saving with the Giants. So you'll see some some Rays and Giants together in my stacks. Uh, Jose Altuve is the other guy I would love to try to get to. He's the He'd be the number one, probably like one of the top four or five plays on the slate overall. I, I really like Altuve and probably won't have maybe as quite as much ownership as some of the other guys. I don't, I'm not, I don't know, actually. I haven't double checked his ownership recently, but. I, I do like Altuve quite a bit. Pepsi? Yeah, I think it's low, and I think it's obvious at the top for me. Um, plenty of value there as well. You know, you got LaStella in that game, Panic, Santana, all yeah. pretty good cheap options. I mean, obviously, Panic and LaStella unlikely to have double-dawn games, although LaStella did it over this year. So uh, give the edge to perhaps Santana batting the two-hole. But, uh, again, plenty of value to had a second as well. All right, jump the third, Pepsi. As Drupal Cabrera, I think he's the guy. Third base, not that appealing either. Really, a lot of the bats I want to get in there on the outfield here. So I'm looking for value at a lot of these infield positions. Uh, Cabrera, though, stands out. Um, you know, uh, Jung Ho Gong is another guy that's really, really, really cheap. Don't necessarily love it in the early slate, but I, I like Gong. If you're looking for a punt home run, and, and Zach Kozart also, another good cheap option there. I'm just not in love with third base tonight. It'll end up going there with my stacks. Like if I'm on Washington, I'll get Rendon in there. Uh, you know, for example, but aside from that, I think Cabrera is really my top guy tonight. Jose Ramirez, you can play him on, on fantasy draft. You can play him on uh, on Fanduel as well. Uh, rounding back up into form, Eric Swanson, uh, Samsonites. What, what, what? How do you say it, Pepsi? It's Swanson, right? Swanson, Swanson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so I, I mean, we don't know what he is just yet. I'm not afraid of him. Obviously, Ramirez uh, on the road hitting the two spot, pretty decent job to grab himself five abs. Uh, so I like him a good bit uh, where you can play him. Uh, what do you have for you, Bobby? Hot quarter. Uh, I really like, uh, I think Bregman's price is criminal. It's ridiculous. It's bad. And it's He's one of the best plays on the slate, and he's too cheap. But I also really like Yandy Diaz, who I'm hoping some of that, him being such a great play, will take away from some of Yandy's ownership. I, I really like these Rays, obviously. Um, I think if you're paying up, I, I don't mind going to Cabrera, and then obviously uh, – Never mind Matt Chapman. It's people don't realize he has tons of power against righties. Also, like I think he actually might have more power against righties, but he has power against lefties. He has power basically. Um, <laughs> I love Matt Chapman. Uh, anytime you can play him, so that's where I'm at. Is Donaldson going to bring the rain tonight? Any interest in Josh? 
he's looked a little bit better at the play, but I, I still don't feel great about it. I just would rather play the other guys, but I, you should, you'll see him break out soon. I think, what do you think Pepsi? I mean, I'm fine with Donaldson. I think I only play him though. when it's in a brave stock. Like I mentioned, I'm pretty much on Cabrera, maybe some values I mentioned other than, you know, Rendon with my Washington Donaldson with my, uh, Atlanta. I'm not going my way to target Donaldson. If I get on the Braves today, he'll be in the stack. Other than that, I won't be playing him. You mentioned as far as the price, Donaldson is a, not, not Donaldson Bregman. It's four one on DK, and he's eight three on on fans draft. Just to, that just seems too cheap. To, and, you know, I understand the ballpark stinks, but you know when he gets a hold of it, it doesn't really matter where he's playing necessarily. Uh, set the table for shortstop for us, Bobby. Uh, shortstop, I, I really like. Uh, let's just see real quick. Sorry, I had my list. Uh, I really like Crawford, as I mentioned. He's the spend down that I think is the easiest play. And I don't think I'm going to – I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where the ownership is, but, like, Baez and Andrus, I would much rather play Baez than Andrus. That's just – I don't think it's, I don't think it's even close for me, and I think that people will probably rather play Andrus because the game environment out there. But uh, I think that mostly it's uh, Crawford, and then I, I would rather play Correa um, – Swanson in in my Atlanta stacks maybe, but mostly it's uh, Simmons. Simmons would be the third guy. Um, Simmons, Crawford, and Correa would probably be my three favorite. I guess looking at it like that. As of right now on the fly here, I pulled up the ownership projection, and you are correct. <clears throat> Elvis has basically two x the uh, the ownership projection that Javier Baez has, and uh, Baez can bang out two homers. He's another guy that like wouldn't surprise you at all. Okay, if you guess- two bags. He's that guy. He's the guy who can do that. There you go. Uh, Pepsi, what do you have for me? Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with uh, Andrews hitting third and Simmons hitting fourth and, and that ballpark with the high total. They're going to be popular, but both Lynn and Harvey are good against right-handed pitching or right-handed hitting, sorry. So they're not ideal matchups here. Uh, Simmons is just too cheap. You can certainly play him as well, but Andrews might be a guy that I fade, even in my Texas stacks, just because of that reason. We can go elsewhere for sure. Uh, Brandon Crawford for value. Bobby mentioned, he mentioned a few other guys I like. I'll also throw Marcus Semien into the mix. I prefer the Wade Miley side, believe it or not. I don't think Oakland really lights him up. But some of these uh, right-handed bats, including Semyon leading off, could get to him. So the outfield, where a lot of the studs lie, uh, Trout, Gallo, uh, Shinsu Chu, basically. Uh, Cole, uh, Cole Calhoun, I presume, is leading off there for the Angels. Did I confirm that before the show? Uh, is that is that kind of your, your starting points, Pepsi, as far as uh, at least from a cash game perspective? Yeah, Calhoun's just... You know, it's just too cheap industry-wide against a pitcher that can't get lefties out. He's leading off, good environment on the road. I absolutely love him. Uh, point for dollar-wise, you know, one of my top, if not my top outfielders. Gallo I love for his home run upside. Obviously, Mazzaro and Shue again, all the Texas lefties. Aside from those guys in L.A. and Texas, so I really like Pham and Meadows from Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is a sneaky stack tonight. And Juan Soto is a guy that I really like tonight that nobody's really paying attention to. I know the Sharks look good at times, but I don't believe in the Shark because numbers are misleading. I think Washington's sneaky tonight. Soto is the one guy I think that could smash him. Bobby? Absolutely love the Soto call. Um, and I am obsessed with the Tampa Bay team. So Meadows and Meadows and Fam are the other two guys I'm spending up for mostly. Uh, absolutely love them. Obviously, Gallo and Trout at the top. Uh, down near some of the value, more value, you can play Brandon Belt in the outfield and Duggar I like. Uh, super cheap, obviously, part of my stacks. Calhoun stands out as being a good play, but uh, high ownership. Wind blowing in a little bit. Angels offense that isn't that great. I'm just saying I'm probably going to, you know, look for other spots to, to take advantage. I don't mind some of these Oakland guys either, like Canna or taking a shot on Pinder. Uh, that's I would look for them, you know, as one-offs for power. And then, I, like, the guys people are going to forget from the Tampa stack are, are also high on my list, like uh, Kiermaier, but especially uh, Evazel Garcia. 
Uh, I just think these are the guys that people won't play even when they do play the Tampa guys. So I really like just, you know, all of those Tampa outfielders. All right, we're going to take your questions in just a bit. Feel free to start loading those up there on YouTube. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Jump on over here to Rotor Grinders. You guys are on the Rotor Grinders chat. A load of your questions as well, too. We will get to those shortly. We are going to do the premium peak now, uh, and we're going to show some ownership stuff. And again, as far as our premium, uh, there's tons of stuff. We kind of like feature one every single day. The lineup HQ premium, Cheese's Million Dollar Musings, which takes, I mean, uh, if Pepsi falls asleep listening to me, we're reading weather. If I would read uh, Cheese's Musings to you, not that it's not interesting, and it's actually funny too, uh, but it's long. It's lengthy. There's a lot uh, compiled in there every single day. Uh, the expert rankings, crunch time, of course. Uh, of course, Roth is weather. Ross weather tool, which is nice to kind of like let you know. Uh, you know, it, it gives you a gauge of games that are similar, uh, and you know, based upon the weather, based based on the conditions, that let you, let you know if it's an increase or a decrease in home runs and things of that sort, which is kind of important. Uh, expert survey, premium podcast, ownership percentage, slate IQ, yada yada yada. Let's talk about the old uh, lineup HQ. And uh, Bobby, you mentioned a couple guys there in Tampa, and I love Meadows too. And I always kind of take a peek and see like what the, the plate IQ premium score is, which is basically a matchup score. And, uh, you know, this is the best matchup score for all the players taking the bump tonight, taking the bump. That's only the pitchers. Stepping into the batter's box, let's say that. Uh, Bobby, Austin Meadows and Tommy Pham, three and four. Yandy Diaz, six. Uh, G-Man G Choi is like seven or eight, if my uh, math is correct. Uh, so the, the, the play IQ matchup score likes the Rays. Yeah, they should. Um, you know, it's a great – It's the stadium obviously is not as much fun. I, I don't know if they're going to be that far off the board. They are expensive, which makes it hard to fit them in with Texas and, and L.A. So I'm sort of hoping, you know, to, to take, you know, a few home run shots with a Texas guy, you know, and then play a little bit of Trout here and there but, and Simmons. But I, I mostly, you know, want to focus on that Tampa Bay and San Francisco game. And, and by the way, the Washington side of the San Francisco game, I like quite a bit as well. I just didn't didn't get around to that one before. Your boy Brandon Belt's lurking there in the top 10 as well for what it's worth as far as the plate IQ scores. Uh, taking a peek as far as ownership, Pepsi, who do you think is going to be the most popular pitcher today? Uh, Cole Hamels. Yeah, I mean, he's projected to be around 49%, and that makes you know a ton of sense. And like Bobby, like at what point do you say, well, screw it. Uh, I, if he's going to be that heavily owned, I'm going to embrace variance. I guess the tricky part is you can't just say, well, he's going to be 50% owned. Uh, I'm not going to play him. You have to have like the, the second answer is like, well, who am I going to play instead? And that's when you start, the names are so ugly. It's like, Oh, I guess I'll just play Cole Hamels. That's kind of what I've been doing. Yep. Um, that's just what you do. We're, you're, what's going to end up happening. People are going to end up just playing them and it makes sense. Great pitch, great pitchers umpire, uh, good lineup to face. Everybody sees what Quintana did last night. Was it last night? Or then? I guess it was last night. Um, yeah, so, yeah, hard not to uh, not to have, not to see why it makes sense. And Oda Rizzi, uh, the, the ownership projections, of course, are on the assumption this game is going to go. He's currently forty percent. I think that's the, clearly the most popular pairing. It's going to be Hamels and Oda Rizzi. Um, and you know, of course, you know, on a set like Fantasy Draft, where uh, or even Fanduel, where you introduce the conversation with Carrasco, that could change things as far as ownership. And you mentioned the umpires. If we scroll over here, uh, I don't freak out. You know, neutral guys. You know, guys that are pitchers, umpires. Uh, hitters umpires i don't react too much but the extreme the ep uh extreme umpire for cole hamels uh certainly is kind of interesting uh as far as the k prop is that the biggest k prop on this slate mm -hmm. uh, five and a half it's the biggest k prop amongst this slew of trash at least the slate that starts at seven o'clock oh boy i mean again you're just looking for survival right pepsi 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you get to Carrasco, his uh, K props a lot higher, about seven and a half, almost eight, um, depending on what site you're playing on. If you're on Fantasy Draft Family, you can do that. But uh, yeah, aside from that, it's Hamilton survival. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up, uh, seeing what Carrasco has. Uh, I'm pulling up the Fantasy Draft as far as ownership as well, too, if I can do this on the fly. Uh, he has a neutral umpire, for what it's worth, and his, uh, his K prop is, he doesn't have one. I don't see... For some I reason, saw, I saw seven point eight earlier today. To be honest, so it's okay. a prop for uh, for Carrasco, despite the fact that he's uh, struggling a bit. All right. For some reason, I couldn't find him, or it's not in here just yet. And I imagine they'll be all over that uh, before lock. And now I'm just jumping from page to page, and I'm all over the place. Uh, Bobby, who do you think is going to be the most popular hitter? Mm, I'm very frustrated. Uh, the most popular hitter is going to be Mike Trout by far. Uh, I think, and Gallo would be probably right there, which is weird because they're both so expensive, but I think that's your answer. Sorry, Bob, are you live tilting? I know you have a sweat going on right now. Are things I'm not going still. I'm just frustrated because, G- I mean, Giolito pitched two, two and two-thirds of an inning and then got hurt. Uh, forget that. I'll, I'll move past it. Maybe a good thing even, but uh, just didn't get my my guys were coming up on deck in the, in the you know, they were on the on deck circle and then the, the, in the hole, and it uh, would have been nice to get a chance to, to win the thing. I forget about a screen share. I just screen shared like the old stack guys, the, the Yahoo, stat, Yahoo stat tracker for the people out there. Uh, if you're curious what the score is and some of the baseball games going on. Uh, Trout uh, is expected to have 25% ownership as of right now. Uh, 23% for Gallo. Calhoun's going to be you know, heavily popular as well. It's that Texas LA game. Is that any surprise to you at all, Pepsi? No, not at all. That's, I mean, assuming that it's going to play, that's where the action should be as much as it's going to be chalky. It's not a game that you want to fade, I don't think. At least, you know, not in terms of they left these uh, on both sides here because these pitchers can really get hit and it can get hurt in this ballpark. So I'm not fade. I'm not surprised at all. Those are the guys that, um, you know, I may not have as much trout as, as other people do just because the matchup with Lynn is half decent for him and he's expensive. I, I'd much prefer to get Gallo, to be honest, uh, with a little bit of a discount depending on where that is. But I'm not surprised at all to see Trout, Gallo, and then Calhoun there. Yeah, um, th- that's basically where I'm at, too. All, all uh, outfielders, too, which is surprising, which I guess uh, suggests that if you want to be contrarian, you want to be different, get yourself some outfielders. If you stay away from that game, assuming that game plays, uh, you're going to get low ownership pretty much automatically. Uh, all right, anything else on the screen share that we should focus on here, or shall we jump in to talk about our, our stacks and our dongs and get to the questions? Bobby, anything else that you think it's worth pointing out? No, I think, I think we're on it. Uh, just let's go. Let's do it. All right. I uh, don't want to give away too much of the goods, but favorite stack today, Bobby, I guess you kind of gave away the show. Uh, I presume it's uh, San Fran and Tampa. There, yeah. I think Tampa's the better stack, but I think San Fran is the lower owned with the better pricing. Um, again, I, what I'm mostly doing earlier in the season, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm second in this tournament today and, and you know, that was a small slate, only two players from a team. I don't have more than two players from a team on that lineup. Um, mini stacking is where I, is where I do a lot of work, but I, I think that that Tampa stack would be the better full, full on stack. If you're going to go that route also like Houston, uh, Washington, there's, I mean, all the stacks are more in play today because the pitching is so awful, mm-hmm. but I, I don't feel like I want to go completely crazy with any of them. I, I think Atlanta might, might be the, the lower owned than they should be. And they could definitely get to godly. Expand on that general game theory, by the way, as far as like, because I think some people are under the presumption that like you have to stack uh, and you obviously don't have to stack, but of course it's optimal stack, depending on where you're playing, the correlation is even better as far as where stacking is encouraged. So how do you decide if I'm stacking or if I'm not stacking? Yeah, I think that the better, st- the, the, the way you're doing it is depending on, I, I do it depending on slate and more who I want to pick on basically. Um, and 
if it happens to work out naturally on DraftKings or, or Fantasy Draft, great. I've also done really well in one tournaments where I've, I've done the 3-2-2 or the correlation that you're looking for on FanDuel is very different than on DraftKings. You still, to win big tournaments, are going to need the home run upside. But I've won stacks where my team has scored three runs and I happen to get, you know, a three-man stack with three home runs. You know, that that's how you can you can win tournaments with certain kinds of stacks. On FanDuel, you, the correlation does matter more because the runs and RBIs have such a more significant impact than they do on DraftKings. So there, over there, I suggest four-man stacking or at least three-man stacking as often as possible, if not once, then twice. I see Chief in, in uh, chat just kind of in the conversation talking about uh, make a Seattle stack. And that's a good – I think it's a good, like, just in case. Like, if Carrasco is, like, broken or, you know, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say, uh, a Seattle stack is certainly worth a, worth a dart against Carrasco. I don't mind that at all uh, in a tournament. Uh, Pepsi, your favorite stacks today? I think Texas and L.A. is going to have a lot of runs. So, obviously, they're in play. They're chalky. I do like Tampa Bay as well, but Bobby mentioned them. But my uh, – Top contrarian stack, I guess, would be Washington today. I just I don't believe in the Sharks' numbers, and I think they're a team that could fly under the radar a little bit. Uh, they got some value there. They got some big bats in there. Uh, I like the uh, the Nationals as my top contrarian stack. All right, let's start loading up those questions as we get to our dongs. Uh, three dudes are going to bang on homers today, Bobby, at three different price points. If you can make that work, I'd appreciate that. If, if not, you know, whatever. No, no worries. Yeah, no problem. Um... So I will, uh, I'll go on the high end. I'm going to do it a little bit differently than, than what I think most people are going to do today because it's more with my stacks. I, I'll go Meadows um, at the high end. I will go with Shinsu Chu at the medium end, who's more popular. And then I will, at the low end, say Brandon Belt. Yeah, isn't that crazy that Belt's the low end, but like he just seems such a, like such a strong play. He's 3,900. I mean, you know, that's low. Oh, no, I, I agree. I think he's 2-7 on Fandle, which is just... Yeah, you know, yeah, you, you just play him, uh, and I think he's the same price as board. Interesting how that's going to work as far as ownership, and maybe if you'll just play both those guys, we're going to the utility spot. Pepsi, three dogs, go. Uh, top tier, it's going to be Joy Gallo. Mid tier, going off the board a little bit with uh, David Peralta, and then for value, I'm going to go with uh, Choi. You guys took like all mine, so I, <laughs> I have to get you back. On David Peralta? No, I, I had Choi, right. I had Gallo, and I had Meadows. So. I was kind of cheating with two guys at the top, kind of, sort of, somewhat. But uh, and I had Belt, but once I saw that uh, Bobby liked Belt, I threw, I scrapped him as well. So uh, if nothing else, so I can't think of him on the fly, I'll throw him in the chat at the end of the show. Uh, all right, let, let's fire up chat. Let's get about nine minutes or so before we step aside and uh, yield for crunch time. Uh, of course, Roth will be on there as well. I believe it's Tuttle. Tuttle answering all your baseball-related questions. Roth answering all your uh, questions in regards to uh, weather. Yeah. Sorry, I <laughs> I just got a message that distracted me, and I could not sell that I was not distracted there for a second. Uh, questions, Yanni Chirinos, or don't mess with Tampa relievers. Bobby, we kind of talked about this. It's like, this is the kind of slate where you do it, but he's not cheap. He's not guaranteed to play. I guess he can go three or four like clean innings against, you know, the matchup's good if he gets out there. What are we doing? We, we kind of decided we don't think it's worth the risk. Yeah, I, I just not at that price. Like, I just would rather take a chance on somebody. Like, even that there was times where I I played uh I, I played the other one, the lefty. Uh, Josh Hader. Uh, no, yeah, Yarbrough earlier this year. But like, I, I, even that game, they pulled him after like three innings. Like, I just don't feel great about it. I, I I'm not gonna do it. Uh, any Frankie Montes for you, Pepsi? No. No, I'm not going there tonight. That's a, that's a tough matchup anytime. Who is your top GPP SP, Pepsi? 
Um, Carrasco, I guess, on the early the, the one you know the sites that have the early one, just because I think he's got the potential to blow up. And then as far as DK goes, man, it's just I mean, not a ton of upside here, really. I guess it's Odorizzi if that game goes. It's not. It's Lynn because those guys do have at least caper or inning strike at upside. It's just a weird slate where like there's not a lot of pitchers with a lot of upside, and that's kind of what you're looking for when it comes to GBP pitchers. Uh, Bobby, you have an answer for that? What was I'm sorry? What was the question one more time? Your favorite GPP pitcher, like you, I mean, I, you could just say Hamels and say you're going to have more than 50% of the field. I mean, the field's going to have more than 50% too. Uh, it, <laughs> it's Hamels. I like the idea of, of taking a shot with Lance Lynn. Um, <laughs> and then there's Gaussman and, and Odorizzi. I don't really feel great about all of the secondary options, but I think Gaussman's the best one and then Odorizzi. Yeah, Lynn is a little bit interesting with those righties against the, the Angels. And, again, just how the disparity, his splits are really, really drastic. Of course, the ballpark's not great. Of course, there is some weather that's lurking. And, of course, there's Mike Trout. But besides Mike Trout, it's just a bunch of dudes. Like That lineup is not good uh, besides Trout, obviously. Um, Pepsi, the people are asking, what happened with the, with the Lightning? I mean, I'm absolutely shocked. I mean, you know, they're a little banged up. Lost Kucherov for a game to suspension. Stroman and Hedman were both out, but I'm absolutely shocked. Tampa Bay Lightning were the best team in hockey history in the regular season, trying to tying the Detroit Red Wings. So to lose to an eight seed and be swept by them, I'm absolutely shocked. It's one of the biggest upsets, maybe the biggest upset in hockey history in the first round, not just beating them, but sweeping them. I'm, I'm just floored by this. I think it's fantastic. If my Leafs make it through, we get Columbus instead of Tampa. I'm happy with oh, it, but I'm absolutely shocked. Yeah, and I guess that's part of I mean, I don't know. It depends how you look at it, but uh, I, I think hockey playoffs are a lot of fun. Uh, and, like, the, the randomness and the variance of hockey playoffs and the, the idea that they can win, but, like, the best team isn't rewarded all the time unless more times than not they're not rewarded. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that, that's what it is, I suppose. And uh, it, it's, it's – so Toronto basically has – like I said, they have a buy in the second round because – Anything can happen in hockey, right? Absolutely, like any sport, but uh, it's still surprising when it does happen. I'm, I'm still floored by that. So, Bobby, there's a question about stacks. Uh, they want to know if you use, like, home, road as a reason. Uh, only stack the home or road. I mean, I think the first answer is, like, the, you know, obviously, uh, if you're the road team, you're locked in for nine. You're locked in for nine guaranteed innings, and if the score is, like, 17 to three, you get that ninth inning, and sometimes you get the second baseman pitching to you. If you're looking for some upside in stacks. So as a general rule, I yield to the I yield to the road team. But of course you can stack the home team too. What's your thoughts? In general about stacking. I, I mean the road team is a little bit obviously a little bit better, but really stadiums make more of an impact. I'm not usually I mean it the extra bat is nice, but like you're hoping your stack goes off and you get those extra bats anyway. So mostly I, I don't factor it in as much. I more factor in the stadium, but I, I do think having a little edge giving a little edge to the road team. Uh, all right. Uh, they want to know if Justin Bohr is a top 20 hitter. <laughs> uh, no, no Wade Miley. Houston pitchers rarely get rocked. Um, you guys have any interest in real uh, Wade Miley is like fine. He's, you know, he's uh, he doesn't give a lot of power and Oakland's got a, a fair bit of power and this, this ballpark suppresses power. So there's a real chance he doesn't give up a Homer. <laughs> there's a, that's a rousing endorsement for Wade Miley. That's as best as he's not like to, you know going to compile a ton of K's necessarily, but again, we're looking for survival. Uh, Pepsi, you have thoughts on Turnbull? Yeah, you know, same thoughts as I have on a guy like Miley. I, I think he's fine. I'm not all that intrigued to play him, but it's hard to uh, it's hard to argue any of these guys that are all in that uh, 
mid-tier. It's a whole bunch of mediocrity. So you just kind of roll the dice and hope for the best. I mean, the strikeout upside's not really there because pitcher doesn't strike out a lot. But I mean, if you're looking for just a quality start and you're pitching not to get beat up, I think he's fine. Yeah, I mean, again, you guys are staring at your lineups trying to make you know pick pitchers, and we're just we're just as like dumbfounded. <laughs> Click on those buttons. There's no magic answer as far as who the pitchers are today. Again, you're just looking, just kind of sort of looking for survival. Uh, they're asking uh, if Posey is in play at 3.3K. And, Bobby, you said that's one of your favorite plays today. Love Posey. Um, my favorite catcher play. Okay, so they're asking about the Marlins, uh, about striking out, if, it, if it's no longer a thing. And, you know, earlier in the year, they've been striking out a ton. But if you pull up their lineup today, and that's all we care about is today. It's DFS, right? Uh, as far as their lineup specifically, I was looking at it as far as their Ks. Um, so with Prado in there, it does not help. Uh, not a big sample size, you know, at least what I'm looking at here as far as the plate IQ. You can make it bigger if you want, but it's, what, 1.6%. That's obviously going to be greater than that, those 61 at-bats. Uh, Galloway has struck out 27% of the time. I was looking at projection models. They have project- striking out a good bit as well, too, uh, going forward. Alfaro strikes out a ton. Anderson strikes out about 20%. Castro around 19. Rojas, not a big K guy. Collectively, we're looking at 17.5%. But, again, that number is skewed by the Prado number that says 1.6, and that's just not uh, – it's low, but it's not that low for what it's worth. Uh, and O'Brien's not in this lineup either. And you want Brinson too. So two of their big K guys, O'Brien and Brinson, are not in the lineup today. Now, granted, on yesterday's show, I said, oh, this has been a great lineup for Ks. This Mario lineup's going to – they're going to be terrible, but they're not going to, you know, strike out a ton. And, of course, Contana struck out like seven or eight dudes. Uh, Pepsi, Arizona stack with Jones and Peralta. Yeah, I, I don't mind Arizona today. I mean, you know, uh, Gelsman's a guy that's going to be pretty popular, I think, tonight as well. So it's kind of, uh, you know, a nice way to go as well because you're knocking out a lot of the field there. But um, I won't be going there in my six stacks tonight. But I, I don't hate the idea of Arizona as a contrarian. Are you playing b- basketball tonight, Bobby? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> There's a Miles Turner or Sabonis. I don't really have a strong take in that. I don't know what the price is. I've the signed up, and I'll... The answer is Turner, but, like, it doesn't feel, like, great. I don't feel really great about, like, almost any play today, it's except for two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what are those two plays? Do you have those? Take a guess. I'll give you uh, a hint. They're the, they're the two guys who are going for the MVP. Oh, so it's Giannis and Harden? Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. You play those two guys. And just figure it out? Yeah. Uh, any love for Boston? Uh, Boston, you know, they, they've not been hitting well. Of course, they're in Yankee Stadium. They're facing Jay Happ, who, uh, you know, historically pretty good pitcher. A little up and down, obviously, this year so far. And, you know, Betts and Martinez are cheap in some spots. Any interest in those guys, Bobby? Yeah, J.D. JD and Pierce are the guys I'm most interested in. Um, and then, I, I don't, like I said, I don't mind taking a shot against the Yankees with the Evaldi, and I also I don't mind the Yankees stack. I'm not as into the full Boston stack. I like Hap as a pitcher. I almost wanted to play Hap today. Um, I know he struggled this year so far, but that Boston lineup is not as scary as people think it is. I think he's getting bad. That's a good bit, too, for what, for what it's worth. Uh, we got to step aside and get out of here. Pepsi, any final thoughts for the road? Yeah, pitching's ugly, guys. I mean, it's uh, if, unless you're, you're playing the early slate or the somewhat early slate on FanDuel and, and Fantasy Draft, you basically got to play Hamels. You know, it's, it's not uh, all that appealing, but it is what it is. And then you're kind of guessing in the mid-tier. I mean, Lance Lynn... Odorizzi, even Hellickson in play. It's it's ugly. It's about survival, as Dean said earlier here in that mid-tier uh, for SB2. So uh, try to win it with your bats tonight. And definitely stress, uh, monitor the weather. If you're if you're a pre-member, you have to watch crunch time, see what Roth has to say about those games. 
If you're not a premium member, uh, follow Roth on Twitter. He updates on Twitter as well, too, as best he can. Uh, with that, uh, good luck with, the, with your GV, Bobby. Hopefully that ends uh, well for you. I know you're still currently sweating. Uh, he's Pepsi. He's Bobby. I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Follow